are we going to have a zombie podcast when we die? And turn oh, it full on. I think that's what's already happening. Can we, is this not already that? Like, we were already zombified I, I mean, in, 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 in comic book form. Like, oh, right? We like, we've already been murdered. This is already us doing a zombie podcast. <laughs> that's very true. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. <laughs> My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry. I am Julia, and this week we are talking about 2009's Survival of the Dead. The title of this episode is She's Beautiful, She's Dead. Yeah, so hot. The title of this movie, <laughs> the tagline for this movie is Survival Isn't Just for the Living. So this was written and directed by our maestro, George A. Romero. And this movie, in the timeline of the dead universe, takes place six days after the Night of the Living Dead zombie apocalypse. Uh so I know it's very confusing, guys. We were like, oh, we're trying to like get on board with it, but it's it's cool. I'm like literally all... so confused. It's so <laughs> funny because like, but I mean, I get it, but also like it's very confusing because the timeline's so weird. Because it's yeah. like this is, should be 1970 something or 1960 something if it's six days, 68. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I do. If we had my way, I would have had him do all these periods so they would actually fit into the universe. But you can watch these movies, you know, chronologically. But you can also watch them in the order of the universe that it takes place in. So they'll be a little bit different. Um, so this was just o- opens, you know, with zombies right off the bat because we have uh, soldiers and w- there's a guard who gets bitten and so he just has to shoot him and it's uh, just kind of getting chomped in the face like right off the bat. So it's these, a war zone. It's a it full is. on war zone. That's what we're getting. And they're talking about like 50 million more per day or, you know, going dead and just like, OK, this is like things are turning that fast. Like that's a lot of freaking people yeah. very, very quickly. Uh, so we end up actually with our friend from our other, from Diary and Land, uh, Brubaker slash Colonel slash Sarge, as he is known in these movies. Uh, and he sh- shows back up and he is kind of the through line of these new movies, which I like yeah. a lot. So they're trying to find a place to go, isn't everybody? And so they, uh, they there are, we have some people who are living on a place called Plum Island, which is off the coast of Delaware and they have I you know I, it looks idyllic and it really could be idyllic because you know they have this island right like nobody can hypothetically get there until three years later when they learn to walk underwater we'll get to that in another movie um, <laughs> but they're they're pretty much safe and they have supplies and it's really beautiful and like there's no problems except there's kind of two families on the island that are in this kind of Hatfield McCoy feud the Muldoons yeah, the only and the problem is there. Uh, people divided. Yep. The Muldoons and the Flins, people divided. And as anywhere, like if you have an idyllic place, it's like, I feel like all these like, you know, uh, end of the world or, or people stuck in a place kind of movies like Lord of the Flies kind of thing. It's like people uh, get power hungry and have their own ideas about how things should be run, even in this small, gorgeous island that just like has farms. It's mm-hmm. got they've got food supply. They literally don't need anything out there but themselves. But 
Yeah. Ugh. But they just can't do it. And, you know, that's always the saddest thing about these, you know, zombie films is that just the humans can't. You just humans are just we're kind of worse than the zombies, which he tells us. And we believe. So they say when um, we meet um, where they say the dying doesn't change a person's views. All a dead man can do is remember what he used to be and keep on trying to be the same. Which is kind of terrifying, right? Where like you're the same, you know, because we always say like, oh, you know, when Johnny gets bitten, I live to like, he's not Johnny anymore. But now we're kind of saying actually he is in this way where like your views are the same. You are the same person. You'll still want these same things. But now you're dead. And like, yeah, the essence is the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the essence is the same. So it's like we, you know, as as this movie goes on, we see people, you know, kind of stuck literally in a repetitive motion as the zombies are of doing the thing that they always did. Like, it's like if you always rode horses, that's what you're going to do the rest of it from now till all of time until Mm -hmm. you are, you know, shot off the horse or something. Um, You're going to continue to turn butter or whatever you were doing, you know, as your occupation. Like, that's what they're doing. So we we saw a little bit. Are mm -hmm. we going to have a zombie podcast when we die? Oh, full on. I think that's what's already happening. Is this not already that? Like, we were already zombified in in, in comic book form. Like, right? Like, we've already been murdered. This is already us doing a zombie podcast. (laughs) That's very true. But I think our our zombie podcast would be uh, slightly slower, slightly uh, more. It would just be like, nar, nar, nar. Uh Uh-huh. That would be it. Nar. So they go to uh, one of the houses on Plum Island where there's... They want to see children. There's something going on. They think people may be bit. They're really trying to crack down and like no zombies on our island. Yeah, Uh, this is Patrick O'Flynn is on a mission. He's calling himself the island cleaner basically at this point. And so he's, yeah, it's kind of disgusting. So like he's literally like kind of ethnically cleansing zombies off the island, so to speak. And so he just is like, okay, if it's if it's zombied, we're just going and doing the extra final t- double tap on the zombie, basically shoot, shoot in the head, they're done. But they do find this family that has got their kids upstairs and they're like, are the kids okay? And they're like, uh, 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 can't really answer. Uh. They're the not. Ki- the kids, kids are, are not, definitely zombies. Kids are not mm-hmm. all right. No. Uh, but it becomes this uh, standoff uh, with the Muldoons show up and now they, you know, who is going to kill who and which head of the family is going to win. And so they end up actually making the O'Flynn's put their weapons down and exile Patrick off the island. See you later, pops. Off you go. We also and meet Muldoon his daughter. Is triumphing now. Yeah. Yes. And Muldoon has a different uh, uh, reverence for the dead that uh, that the O'Flynn's don't seem to have. And he wants to maintain the dead. So, yes. Yeah. So he's kind of keeping them alive, but chained up so that they're but he doesn't yes he doesn't want to uh shoot him in the way that patrick does so we also mm-hmm. meet uh the o'flynn's daughter who really is not into her dad you can tell and she's kind of like oh exiled great bye but bye dad well she makes a deal basically she's like if you let him off the island then instead of killing him so she's actually one who's like kind of did him a solid so that he isn't shot he's just can't be on the island anymore um so janet his daughter she stays on plum and stays on the island while he is sent away um so we have a bit of a time jump here where we go three weeks later um and already three weeks after the zombie apocalypse and we're in philly now too we already have tv shows that are doing zombie jokes they call them deadheads. It's like they are. It's already. That's how fast like our media churns stuff up. Where it's already. A but joke. that's our news cycle. That's yeah. literally our news cycle. As soon as something terrible happens, we already have commentators that night that are writing shows or writing jokes that day. We've already got like zombies that are guests on shows now too. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, oh no, on the talk shows, like the new thing, like dealing with your zombie lover, like all that kind of like you know sensational Jerry Springer style TV is oh, already Jerry happening. Springer. I forgot about him. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> how can I forget? I don't know. How can you forget? I just saw him recently on Lily Singh's show. Really great interview, actually, um, just about how that all came to be. But anyway, wild. Um, so yeah. we, go, we go back to our little soldier enclave uh, where we meet our, our, our lady soldier. Am I correct in saying that when we meet our lady soldier, she is masturbating? Yeah, she is. Okay. Correct. All yeah, right. she's like, she's like, fuck it. We, what else am I supposed to do out here? I've got literally the end of the world. Like, what can I do to calm myself down? I was like, all right, lady. And her name is Tomboy in the movie. That's it. So she's yeah. Tomboy just hanging out. And one of the other soldiers is kind of eyeing her. Like, and she's like, oh, you don't, he's like, can I, I could, I could be there to help. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm right here. It's the end of the world. She's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm like, I got myself. Like, I was just like, damn. Yeah, what a character introduction. Like, I don't know if I've ever been introduced to a f- character masturbating like i can't even think of a male one it's like an establishing shot yeah no, not like, a, not in like a regular movie like, here's your character <laughs> oh wow okay interesting because it's so unusual that i couldn't be sure i was seeing it i was like am i making that up no not making it up good i no, like it's it. like only on skinamax like but i i, I appreciate it i was like i was like all right i was like skinamax <laughs> seminal um, seminal to the upbringing of many oh, of us oh I'm yes sure. <laughs> oh yes we pervy pervy people uh yep. so we the guards here screaming in the woods um and they run into this group of rednecks who are putting heads up on sticks for fun um so it's all a bunch of zombie heads just sadly on the sticks just like again this kind of reminding me of the hair hang at the end of the last film where you're diary, just like yeah. oh you have diary where they're you're just like oh like this is just your entertainment now and zombies are part of your like fun and games and you're just letting them like, you know, forever like gnar on the top of a, of a pyre. It's just disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. So they shoot all of them in the head so that they're actually dead and not, you know, so they do have this kind of sympathy for the zombies um, and they find this armored truck uh, very handy with a bunch of money in it. And again, we have this thing of like, what, why? What do you need money for now? Like, what Money's is money? useless. It's useless. You literally can't. There's no storage. You can't buy anything. Yeah. But you still, but humans still feel the need to hoard it. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they, they want it anyway, but they're also um, they just trying to figure out where to go like everyone. Right. And so they hear about this island. Um, and they also pick up along the way, let's mention a boy, a younger boy a teenage boy who's kind of like a hackery kind of boy who seems like he like knows what's up and he seems pretty tough for like the you know skinny little teenage kid that he is yeah and he'd gotten hold up with these redneck guys and was like oh like i um actually they robbed me and he takes like all their like electronic supplies so he's he's our tech savvy kid which you need right along you the do. way you know, Someone who's got that as a resource. So um, he's like, so, I bring this, these smarts along. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, goes with them and he, but he actually takes the key. There's a key to the safe with the money and he keeps the key. So he, he pockets gives- the key, but Brubaker is not a full idiot as he yeah. like tries to do a magic trick. Like he's like nerdy magic guy. and like, do, do, do. I put this key in my pocket and like, yeah. or he did, but they didn't see it. But Brubaker saw exact, looks exactly where he sees it. Yes. Uh, where he pockets it. Um, so yeah, so they hear about uh, this this island, this magical island. They see this Patrick O'Flynn giving this little speech about how Plum Island is this beautiful place, and it's right off the course. And the come, we welcome everybody. It would be very it's a safe. YouTube like ad he's running, basically, kind of a thing almost. Like he made this video that he uploads, and like yeah, yeah. And Sarge is not not buying it. He was like, well, what's the catch, right? There's no way that he would just be. Why would you ever, if you have this safe haven, invite the world to come? Don't invite anyone. Yeah. Like you don't want anybody there. So, yeah. So, you know, it it seems dubious that 
somebody as smart as him would go for this anyway, that they would go because I feel like, you know, it's a trap. Like it's got to be a trap. Nobody does that. No, it's definitely a trap, but you also um, have nowhere else to go. Yeah, that's that's all it is. He's just like, there's literally nothing else that he could do. Like, where else are we going to go? Like everything's shit balls. Like this seems like the only good idea, you know, along mm-hmm. the way. Um, everyone else has bought on Cisco and Tomboy are like, might as well. Let's go. You know, we're ready to go. Um, and the kid is like, he's been obsessed with it because he has fallen prey to this, I guess, mm-hmm. idea um, because he's been obsessing over it and watching the videos and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, OK, like, it's just this kind of, do? yeah, you have this fantasy of this ideal place that you hope will be there, which I think is kind of in every zombie movie. Right? Like you have this. Have you heard about the place where they don't they, you know, they fudge them out and it's all you just a commune? And you're like, no, those places don't exist. You're going to get there. It's going to be a horrible military trap. I have seen enough horror movies to know. <laughs> Please don't trust the soldiers because they're never going to help you. But or they like do. the cell, I think about that. I'm just thinking about like John Cusack being like, uh, yeah, that no, that no, whatever zone. I was like, no, no oh, yeah. zone. I was yeah. like, no, it's never good. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a horror movie survival guide tip. When you hear about the idyllic commune uh, that's going to save you from the zombie apocalypse, don't go because it's not going to be what you think. Yeah. Uh, so they end up um, going to the, they're at the dock. They go to the slip of the tongue uh, fishing place where O'Flynn is waiting for them, but of course has his little like posse of, of people who had come with him off the island that are lying in wait to basically just loot and pillage whatever these people have. He's a henchman and he's literally, it's a, it's a little honey trap. Basically he's mm-hmm. definitely set it up for like people to come and like, they're going to just rob them as soon as they come through. They've also set up a bunch of like landmines. Like they have, this place is decked out um, like he was going to go to war yes. um, with whoever's coming. And so it's right by the water. They're like at a little harbor. Where there's um, where a they... gentleman who's fishing for zombies. Just like sitting on the dock like you're fishing, but just like fishing for zombies and like pull them out of the water and shoot them in the head. And that's your day. Like, okay. Uh, now that's going to go well for you. Yes. So no, they really want to real quick. <laughs> they really want to bring this armored truck with them. A for the money. B because it's an armored truck. Uh, but how are they going to get it over to the island? And there's actually a ferry that's not that far off of the dock. So Cisco volunteers to jump into the water and just swim on over to that ferry, grab it, and put it back to the dock, which is I think pretty good plan. Except there's a bunch of zombies in that water. So yes, <laughs> it's a great plan until you realize there's just a bunch of zombies hanging out in the water that are just like chilling uh, that happen to be right there. So um, and Cisco so does, not, does not mm-hmm. get bit, but he does bite the finger off of a zombie. Okay. <sighs> bad move, Cisco. <laughs> the, the side. Cisco kid did a bad move. Anyway, it was very bad. Um, it's going to come to bite him later. Mm, okay. Not good. Uh-huh. I know. No, no. Yeah. I know. Not a good setup. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so he gets to the boat um, and, you know, of course there's some zombies on the boat and he has to kill some zombies. We got a death by fire extinguisher, which is very nice. Uh, Tomboy does follow him though. And so now that they're both yeah, on the she boat. swims across too and she gets there without having to bite anything or getting bitten as well. Uh, and he, uh, they still have, they have a cute little banter too. Cause this whole time he's just like, I could be, you know, change your world like forever like i could be the one i could be the one and she's just like no dude like i'm good but um he Uh, you know she's mm -hmm. acting a little bit funny and so she's like are you okay and he tells her that she he bit somebody's you know zombie's finger off and she did you get your blood in her mouth and he said no but you know he's getting that look that look in his eye and i think he knows what's going on and it's that's the saddest when you can see that in someone's face where they're like i i know what's happened and i don't want it to be true but it's so true and i'm trying to fight it and like you can't fight it 
Yeah, slowly, slowly he turns. Um, but he's still, you know, covering it up pretty well. And they have a few little, you know, tete-a-tetes on there and some issues. There's a zombie on in like in the cars, you know, trying to drive. Yeah. So we got zombies trying to do everything from he driving d- and he, already. And he does, mm-hmm. yeah. He drives mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, not well, but you're like zombie driving a car. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. So there's there's again already some, you know, changes within these guys and 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 potential potential in these zombies, so to speak. And you yeah. have uh, Sarge and O'Flynn that are doing this kind of, they both are, want to be the leader who's going to, you know, but they, but they know that either both of them are quite nefarious and they don't trust each other, but then they kind of like each other because they can see the similarities in each other. Yeah. Uh, They're and sizing o- each other up this whole time. Yeah. yeah. O'Flynn has this super cool spring loaded gun thing in his sleeve that he can like put into his hand, which I've always wanted to be. I think that's kind of a cool, you just like, you have the secret up your sleeve that nobody knows, but you know. It's super badass. No, he's like a little magic guy. Like he's mm-hmm. great. Um, like you never know what he's gonna come come at you with. And like he's very wily that way. And so you're just like, this guy is really smart, really wily, really nimble. He was like smart enough to like lure these like knuckleheads, you know, out yeah. here to help him get basically he's they don't know that he's exiled. So that's what Sarge is trying to figure out, like, what's the real situation on Plum? Like, what are we walking into? Like he's trying to figure that out. But he's like, No, 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 it's this beautiful place. I happen to, you know, we just need a ride back over there. And it's like, but yeah. why? But why? So, um, and we yeah. get some really cool kills on the boat. Uh, we get a um a flare, flare to gun. the chest. Yeah. We get hot dogs on on tongs and like the zombie face. We get someone lighting a cigarette off a flaming zombie head. It's just you know having fun. These are a lot of the comedy moments. I was like, this is hilarious. Like all these little kills on this this particular sequence for mm-hmm. sure. Um, lots of great comedy, and we're head- heading off to Plum. Yes, they uh, uh, they get they mm-hmm. row ashore and get to there. They find so what Muldoon has been doing is kind of leaving all the zombies to do uh, like we saw in Land of the Dead, where they're kind of doing their old their old jobs. So like a mailman who is on the chain who's just repeatedly going back and forth and putting mail in the mailbox. The same uh, couple of pieces of mail in the mailbox, in and out, in and out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, like a lady, like just, you know, uh, hoeing some like land and like tilling the land or whatever. And like, so we've got all these zombies working, working zombies. Uh, but they they do get into a bit of a skirmish with the Muldoons and Sarge ends up getting shot. Uh, but it's, the bullet goes through him and into his buddy and like really kills his buddy. So they have it because they had this thing where like, they're like, I wouldn't take a bullet for anybody, but then like he took a bullet for him and you know, that man, that man to man kind of macho death sadness, but now Sarge is injured. So that's kind of adding to everybody. And then we see O'Flynn's um, daughter riding a horse by them as well. And we're like, Oh wait, she looks dead now. Oh, but she looks kind of hot though. Like our young little kid is like, She's way hot. Like, whoa. Like, yeah. I'm into a dead chick right now. Like, whoa. Like, yeah, it's that's a where moment. we got the title of our episode is she's beautiful. <laughs> she's dead. And like, that's how we see her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Muldoons are keeping zombies in the horse stables and they're testing them. And so the, their basic theory is they want to see if they will eat something other than human. So they're putting an animal in the pen with them and seeing if they'll do it. And the zombies show no interest in, in the pig whatsoever. They're just nothing not interested it's like you know when you put something on a kid's plate and they're just like no and you know they're not gonna eat that vegetable it's like that and not even like interacting with it um i gotta say but, I'm, I'm with o'flynn mm-hmm. on the just like get rid of them thing because it just feels like i don't know like you why 
like you will have the knowledge that this can happen but then like on your own special island you don't you're hypothetically not going to make any more zombies right like you keep the population as is so what's the need to let them train and evolve here yeah no i i i'm with you on that too but i think that's the hard part of like getting the lineage of the Muldoons and like how they have this like very like um, interesting relationship with their dead and the relationship of feeling like it goes on. Yeah. So it's dealing with someone who has that mindset of like, I don't believe that they're gone. Do you know what I mean? Like he still mm-hmm. believes that their souls are there, I think in some aspect. So if you're going and like literally extinguishing them forever, even though we could literally have them be alive forever. Yeah. I think it's, you know, like it's, it's, I get his rationale. Yes, what I want to be on O'Flynn's side. Yeah, probably. I probably would have been cleaning up the island as well with him and being like, dude, we have this beautiful place. Let's keep it gorgeous. Yeah. Let's clean it up. Do you know sure. what I mean though? But, but that's but the thing is, 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 is how long will you have? Every time anybody dies, you have to do this though. Do you know what I mean though? Like there's that extra step you have to take in burial. Mm-hmm. Um, as they learned very quickly in diary as well, they were like, oh shoot, we have to shoot them when we put them in the ground or else they are going to come right back up to us. Sure. So, but I think the idea of there being a bit of that person that being that soul left, like that's kind of the question about zombies in in this universe is like, how human are they? And you know, how much more human are they going to become by repeating their tasks and going about their day as if they were alive? Right. Um, so we have poor Cisco who of course uh, is going to be turning into a zombie. So Tomboy's got to put him down uh, and it is immediately grabbed by one of Muldoon's cronies uh, because, you know, pretty girl. And she's also always. And she has to have the most awkward dinner of life mm-hmm. with Muldoon. She's at this table and the, who knows what this food is like. It just looks terrible. And she just spits and, it out, right? She just. Yeah. And you realize it was actually food that was made, looks like by his zombie wife. Um, is chained up in the kitchen. Let's, let's, making let's, dinner. let's make a point of this zombie wife chained up in the kitchen to be making dinner for him forever in perpetuity. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. It's pretty bad. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's terrible. really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable because it seems like he's almost making them like be his like zombie slaves on this Island mm-hmm. is what it looks like by this time. And so, um, that's really uncomfortable. So the boy and Sarge are in the cabin. Uh, this They find this abandoned cabin. Um, and the Sarge ends up eventually passing out because he's lost so much blood. Uh, and you have the boy going out to get water in the, the bucket with no with no gun in the woods. And I'm like, no, please don't do that. What are you doing? But he had to because like his, the guy passed out. This Also, this kid has none of the life skills. Yeah. Like you get like he's like because he was the tech savvy kid. He's not like the like you know, uh, uh, adventurer savvy person. Mm-hmm. So it's of course sending him out is terrifying. And this was so great. We actually had a really great conversation with the editor of this film, Michael Doherty about this scene. And I'm just, I can't wait to share that with you all soon, but dear goodness, like the tension in this was so great and mm-hmm. how they were able to make that is like just very simple, uh, terrifying, mm-hmm. uh, of someone just getting a bucket of water scares the shit out of you in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Like, it's oh pretty impressive. God. Um, mm-hmm. So they end up, they find, so we have uh, O'Flynn's daughter who has been riding around the island on her horse and they eventually catch her off the horse and we get the revelation that in fact uh, he has two daughters, not one daughter. They are twin sisters. One is alive and one is dead. And they, one of them is like the father's favorite. The, and then you know the dead one the dead one's <laughs> Jane yes yeah so it was Janet and Jane and Jane is dead she's our dead horsewoman and Janet yeah and it's like oh, there's two of them it's totally a, a fun moment um yeah and so 
we have this revelation. So now we have to contend with this and figure out what, what we can do. Um, and Patrick meets them at the meeting hall and, um, we're got to We got to have the big battle plan now. Like, how are we going to, you know, uh, set things right on the Island, so to speak, or what does setting things right on this Island mean? Uh-huh. So you have to figure out how to get to, uh, get to that point. Yeah. So we have this kind of confrontation of the clans now at the bridge of the Ulflins and the Muldoons. The Pussyfoot Bridge. Ah. Don't forget the name. Oh, Very I important. Sorry. Uh, they have Tomboy tied up. So they're having this kind of exchange feeling. Um, and they're trying to uh, make them leave their weapons, which they do. So now they have to put all their weapons down. They have the weapons. The boy has been kind of hiding in the woods a little bit. They didn't know he was there. So Sarge tells him to go get the safe, go to the safe in the car. Uh, but Janet brings them a gun and uh, is like, you know, everybody should have weapons. Like, what are you doing? So she's on their side, even though. Um, even though it's against kind of her family and, and all the families, just because she's like, I'm done with this, like this, this fighting. Also, she knows that she's not her father's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that weirdness of them. Like she had she's like, I got you off this island, dad, for a reason. Like I saved you. Like I like put myself on the line for you and you still come back and do all this shit. Like I'm over it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I see, you know, like I know I wasn't your favorite. And so, you know, they are all trying to figure out what they can do to save themselves. So they, again, the Muldoons and, um, are still trying to get the the zombies to eat something that's not human flesh as well. So they're still in the midst of this experimentation. Um, and, and, and so that's where the crux is of like, how are we going to, they're still fighting about how they're going to solve this problem, but they just keep, end up killing each other. (laughs) Yeah. Us versus us and us versus them all at once. Um, Mm -hmm. and so Janet, uh, Janie goes over to Janet and tries to, it's her twin sister, right? So she wants to like have this moment with her dead sister. It's like, she's not going to hurt me. She's my sister. Um, but she's not your sister anymore. And she's, she's a just, zombie. She's just gonna chomp the fuck out of you. Now you got twin sister zombies. Twin sister zombies. Twin sister zombies. Oh my god, yes. New punk band emerges again, kids. Twin sister zombie. Uh zombie zombie twins. Um so we go into an inevitable giant shootout where everybody's just trying to kill everybody. And like, please stop killing people because when you kill them, they're just gonna come back as zombies. You have to kill them again. A hundred percent. That's the thing that like kills me in these. It's just like, you know, when you kill a person there about, you got to double tap. Um, Anyway, so there's just so much carnage like that just happens uh, along the way. You know, Muldoon shoots O'Flynn and then O'Flynn with his last breath actually shoots him back. With his sweet little gun out of his sleeve. Yep, his little secret gun because they thought they, he didn't have any more weapons, but he still had it. As we saw earlier, a Chekhov's gun gets shot for this final act for sure. Um, and this whole time they were doing a demo trying to get um, Jane to eat um, the horse that she had out there. They're like, can she eat a horse? Can she eat something? And in the midst of all this, they she actually does. Mm-hmm. But the only person who sees it is Janet. And while she's before she's fully turned, she tries to run to tell the others, the Sarge and the crew, as they're actually trying to get off that fucking island now. Because they're like, this is not what we were promised. Of course, mm-hmm. utopia, as we said, is not what, you, what was promised. Um, she tries to go tell them. But as she's about to go tell them, her dad finally uh, uh, comes and shoots her. Like, hey, I'm cleaning the island. And it was right before she was about to tell them, hey, they actually were able to eat other things. Yeah, Boom. that was that was information that would have been quite handy. 
Uh, yep. But so we end up uh, the boy and tomboy and Sarge leave and they take that money and they run. Go take that money, that useless, useless money. Um, so what a what a, a sad detour for those three. It's just like, oh, well, we came to this island and it really sucked. And now we're going somewhere else. And where are we going? And then we don't know. But we who have- knows? And Muldoon and O'Flynn at the end perpetually shooting each other underneath the light of a pale moon. Yeah. Just like constantly, like as zombies, that's their, that's their, they're stuck forever in that final moment of what they wanted or what they were doing as they turned. Yeah. Cause right. We had earlier, it says dying doesn't change a person's views. So they're just going to be in this feud for the fraternity, trying to shoot each other. Very, very upsetting and sad. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely an interesting and cool, you know, I love that we have this through line character of, of the Brubaker Sarge Colonel guy, which is really, uh, I like that a lot about this series. Um, and it's it's just a really, like a lot of really strong ideas and a lot of different, you know, we have like, you know, a zombie that could drive a car, zombies, and now we learn that zombies will eat something other than humans. And so like, yeah, what so does that Jane mean? leads the way and then a bunch of them come and, and swarm that, that horse and then they all are eating it. So it's like, oh my God, like an evolution is happening again too. What does that mean? Like, okay, is this going to be like what people are going to turn into as like right. people die and come back? Are the, is this what's going to be the next earth of like generation of people, mm-hmm. you know, our zombie people. So. All right. So shall I do some gore factor for us? Yes, please. Gore us. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. It wouldn't be a Romero movie if we weren't running for that barf bag. This is definitely a five. If you want guts and blood, ahoy, this is a movie for you. Uh, yeah, if you like, if you like a lot of p- guts being eaten and consumed and heads on pyres and like, you know, things like that. Yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> lots of blood. Um, movie ratings, chainsaws. One, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, pentastagorical. This one is a 3.5 for me out of the oeuvre. I, uh, kind of had an order in my mind after watching all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely landed it as definitely my top. And then this, and then diary, mm-hmm. um, as far as, uh, impact. But this one, I feel like I've talked about the most since, because it's just like, as always, George, always maestro you're always making things that continually are relevant um to this day always constantly and just like the infighting and i you know this was definitely you know looking at you know um the lens of politics i think you know um and dealing with totalitarianism and all that kind of stuff within the planet right now um and who thinks we all have a we all have the same goal survival right yeah as in this movie survival of the dead but what is to what means to what ends how do we accomplish that goal so yeah yeah. there's always this very glorious very poignant subtext that goes underneath all of his movies that make them what they are and make them so brilliant so um if you want to check out what was your rating did you give a rating on oh i'm sorry that's okay (laughs) (laughs) i was i got so excited i forgot i gave it a three um i really like a lot of this um a lot of the stuff in this movie i think all of the acting is really fantastic um a lot of really fun kills um and if you do want to uh you know, check out the George A. Romero Foundation. Uh, they are keeping his legacy alive, and we really support that. They do really cool live streams and have lots of neat stuff. Check out their social media. Also, our social media. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to subscribe. We have Teespring if you would like some merch. You know, Horror Movie Survival Guide is out there in the world. Terry and Julia doing it up. 
here for you. Yes. We love you guys so much. We'll see you next week for another Romero film. We're going. We will. We, uh, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, a movie that's probably one of his lesser known films. This came out in 2000. It's called Bruiser. And it's uh, something that I haven't seen that I'm super stoked to check out because I want to watch every Romero movie there is. And here's another one. Under we're the almost belt. there. We, I think we're I pretty close. I feel like we've watched like at least all the horror stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, along this, you need to, this journey. You need to get on that, that Knight, Rider, Knight Rider's train is what you need to get on. That's what I need. That's the one I think I'm missing. So we okay. have to do it's that. Not, it's, yeah, it's not horror, so we can't do it. But you and I will we watch can talk it together. about it. Maybe we'll talk about it for the Patreon. That would be fun. Anyway, okay. thanks, I'll guys. i with you anytime. Right. We will see you next week yes. for Bruiser. Okay, Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs>